the Dadcast, episode 33 and a third. How to podcast, the 101 guide. Shirley, you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. Nearly live from the Wendy House studios of Valois Bay, it's the Two Fat Dads Dadcast for an extraordinary episode of the Dadcast. I've, I've taken aside two of the dads, and tonight we're going to talk a little tech. But before we get there, I just want to, uh, to have a moment to, uh, to, to pay homage, pay respect to uh, Leslie Nielsen, uh, not only a fantastic actor and, and, and the king of deadpan comedy, uh, but also uh, a true Canuck, uh, you know, from his, his, his days in, uh, in, in The Naked Gun and Airplane and Forbidden Planet, which thanks to Ben, I have to go back and, and, and watch it another time. Yep. But uh, also... Uh, one of the roles that I think that was just epic for him was his role in Due South, uh, where it was just, um, I don't know, as, as a Canadian living, I watched Due South and I was living abroad, but as a Canadian living abroad to see Leslie Nielsen play a Mountie was just perfection. And uh, I, I was really sad to hear that he passed away from, uh, from pneumonia. Um, he wasn't young. I'll give him that. He had a good innings, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he put in, he's put in his, his time and... Uh, and uh, but it was a, it was a shame not to see him uh, around for a few more years. So uh, Leslie Nielsen, thank you for uh, for the good times. Good night, sweet prince. Thank you, sir. So um, and actually, that's something I've, I saw a lot on the internet this this last week. A lot of people um, um, saying that one line from Hamlet, uh, "Good night, sweet prince," in referral to Leslie Nielsen, which I was kind of surprised because I didn't, I never, I wouldn't, you know. I don't know why people associate with um, with Hamlet or Shakespeare or whatever, but I, it just seems it seems to fit in his case. So um, I don't know. What do you guys? You, anything? Any anybody oh, know why? Or? No, I haven't got a clue. It is a little odd because I mean odd. he wasn't a, a classically trained uh, actor. He's not a theater actor uh, per se. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just a fitting. It was a, fi- a fitting ending to a, to a thespian, which, whatever he does. Be it theater, be it movies, you know, I mean. It's funny, though, because Hamlet's the play that no actors talk about, right? It's considered bad luck. Yeah. And, and so he, and, and he's definitely not the Hamlet character. If anything, he's more <laughs> like the Falstaff, right? Horatio. Yeah, uh, but I mean, yeah. Okay, yeah. at the same time, he, he maybe could have been Hamlet and maybe he just was not given the opportunity. But uh, he definitely was the guy who, you know, um, was probably not the sad clown. I think that what you saw on the screen is probably the guy you saw when the camera stopped rolling. And that's, well, that's, that's the impression I got of Les- Leslie Nielsen is that when the camera stopped rolling, you know, and, and he, he lived an interesting life. Like I believe he was deaf in one ear or maybe he was hard of hearing in both. But I know no, he had clinically, clinically deaf. Wow. Clinically deaf, eh? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So he – and for an actor – Especially for an actor who relies on timing like he did, that's huge. That is huge, right? epic, huge. Actually, I would. I would but I would. apparently, this guy was a prankster all the time. He never stopped. He would well, always do that, something to prank everybody at any given moment. It was, and he's was got that. Thing. He's got that Steve Martin kind of. Um, I, you know, I, I, and, and this is funny because I was talking to 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 Adrian at work, and uh, he was basically saying that uh, that he always gets the two mixed up. 
Uh, I mean, I guess you know, growing up in communist Romania, it's hard. To, it's hard to remember the the guys from the '80s. But uh, but it, it is funny because they do have the same. I wouldn't say the same sense of humor because uh, Steve Martin is definitely like completely slapstick and crazy. But when you when you see them talking to Dave Letterman or you see him talking to somebody in, in a serious interview thing, they do kind of like run away with the show, even when they're not even trying to. Right. They've got that kind of like presence where they just kind of take over, and you just kind of like have to just. Uh, strap in and just you know like go with the flow because you have no idea where it's gonna go mm. <laughs> that kind of interview and I, I always got that kind of impression from him too like he you know the whole prankster and 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 uh you know he's gonna be on the on something talking about a movie and he'll talk about something completely different for 20 minutes and it'll be just it'll be as hilarious um i think the true comedians that do that like the 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 robin williams and the steve martins and the uh and even the martin the martin shorts i would say would do that too so well, it's, it's, it has to be because, I mean, it has to be part of your character on and off. I mean, you're not uh, a funny guy if you're not in real life hilarious, you know? Yeah. It can, it can maybe, maybe when you're in private, I mean, it, not to use what Steve is saying about him being, you know, the, the typical clown. It's because, you know, you want to convey this, this kind of, of humor. I mean, to be a prankster and to be this, this type of character is very uh, – there's not a lot of people who can pull it off. There's, there's a lot of good actors out there. There's a lot of good comedians out there who are funny men because they've got wit. They've got good ideas, good, um, good, uh, a good theater presence. Yeah. Okay. But there's a lot of people who think they are good actors, good comedians because they can make people laugh by saying just about anything. It's not about that. You no, can there's, say, there's, there's two, you're right. There's two types there's of There's two dimensions there. to this. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you can say something funny and people will laugh. That's all right. But you have to be somebody who is, you know, this type of humor is part of your personality. And this is what you're bringing out and you're, you know, you're sending it forth just yeah, to. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. There's, 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 the, there's the quick wit. There's the quick wit and the generally, you know, incredibly renaissance man kind of like funny at everything. And there's the guy who can basically deliver one-liners. Exactly. So, yeah, and, and and the thing with uh, like Nielsen, for example, is he'll sit down, he'll talk to you know, sit down in a face to face interview, and he'll talk about his life and and everything. And next thing you know, he's actually teasing the interviewer, and they're not realizing it. <laughs> Whereas yes. guys like Steve Martin or, or you know Robin Williams will go up there and they'll have their ten seconds of funny, mm. and, and then after that. It, it's like the, that spark is gone and they they don't have that angle to get in again with another quip or even worse, the guys that go up there and just use material. Yeah. You know, where you buy the person's DVD or CD, you it's listen to stuff, it a couple yeah. of times. And it's the but same then, thing. And then they actually say, oh yeah, you know, and and you realize, wait a minute, that's he's on doing, he's doing He's doing 10 minutes of bit on the couch instead of actually just talking to Johnny Carson, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You would never catch Leslie Nielsen doing that because he didn't have an act. He didn't have his. Well, he wasn't bits. a stand-up, was he? He, he was not a stand-up. No, he was, he was just not. a guy with great timing and that serious face that you would think, oh, <laughs> he's he must be serious in what he's saying. But meanwhile, he's wearing clown shoes, right? Yeah. Or he's standing <laughs> on top right. of the dead body. He's looking or trying, for. Or trying to put on a wetsuit, you know, one after the other. <laughs> or trying yeah. to be really serious about curling. Yes, you know? that was a good movie. <laughs> So. Yes. Okay. So, um, 
I, you know, I don't want to cut the, the Leslie Nielsen sh- short because we could do the whole show on that all together. And that's not why we, we got together tonight. Uh, basically, uh, December 1st is uh, Canadian National Podcast Day. And we are the premier Canadian podcast. And uh, we have been doing uh, 25 shows uh, in season three alone, almost. Yeah. Um, so we started off with uh, show 18 and we're now at 34 uh, is our 34th show tomorrow. And plus, we've got a special edition in there and a live show. So we've done a few things in the last couple of years and in the three different seasons that we've been doing podcasts. And I wanted to take the time on on podcast day to to break it down and uh, bring up a topic that we had mentioned at PodCamp Montreal, um, but never actually got done. We never heard anything about it. And it's basically, how do you podcast? What does it take to create a podcast? What is it? Uh, like to do a podcast and basically try to do like a tech show of the how-to. So this, I guess you could call the show 33 and a third, actually podcasting 101. And we're going to go through some of the rigs we had over the last uh, last three seasons and some of the stuff we've seen uh, by meeting other podcasters and hearing about how other people do their work, not just on a, on a purely software way, but also um, the rigs, the content, the, the, and, and the software and, uh, and, and how you get ready for a show. So I, I guess the first thing to do is to uh, explain how we started podcasting to begin with. Yeah, how, how did we start that? <laughs> so back in the day, I, 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 me and Steve were, were, were these hardcore programmers who worked for, uh, for uh, the Bruce Wayne of the West Island and uh, who had like more companies than he knew what to do with. And we were basically, uh, while we were coding, uh, listen to um, some podcasts. I listened to a lot of Adam Curry and Steve would listen to a lot of Leo Laporte. Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. No, right on so far with a little uh, Dignation mix in. And the Dignation mix we both listened to it and, and there. So, um, And then we were sitting around in the lunchroom one day and we said, uh, you know, we should just do this. And this was about the same time that we decided that, you know, like instead of having five blogs that completely suck, we should just have one that sucks royally, which has become <laughs> the twofatdads.com blog. So uh, we kind of pulled everything together. And then one day we kind of said, you know what, you know who'd be really funny on the on, on the podcast? Steph. And then he goes, yeah, and, and Ben too. And then so, you know, we started talking about it. And then I thought, you know, well, we need a we need a bit of a scapegoat um, and then uh, and, and, and a Linux geek. So let's get Eric on board. So the five of us uh, crammed our, our, our butts into our Wendy house, uh, which, which, is, which is literally just that. It's a shed in my garden. And we, we found a little desk. Um, I had bought, I bought a, de- um, a desk. A desk is basically a mixer. So this is a, a four-channel desk that I had bought at a garage sale. From a guy I knew, he's a, a professor of musicology. The audio at technica, wasn't it? The audio technica. Yeah. He's a fr- professor of musicology at at uh, <laughs> at McGill, and now he's in Australia. Bill Martin's. Thank you very much for that, Bill. Um, so we owe all the, all the podcast to Bill because I got it. I got that and a, and a new mark and something else for like twenty bucks. So you know, like basically, I got like a three hundred dollar desk and and a three hundred dollars worth of desk for 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 peanuts. And that's kind of how you start a podcast. You take what you have. And you just go with it. So most people who are doing a podcast where they're talking by themselves, kind of like what I'm doing right now, I haven't let the guys talk in edgewise, is get a good headset, and get a recording software for your Mac, and just talk. And then basically produce some good content. And that, that, that would be the essential of, of podcasting, really. So what we, we did is, you know, obviously we're not... <laughs> 
typical men, typical dads. We don't like, we don't care about instructions and how to's. We just said, you know, like, let's make this as complicated as possible and try to mix five audio voices into one and try to see if we can get, get a show going. Manual? What manual? Throw that out the window. We don't need no stinking manual. So So, you mean nobody's read my man page yet? (laughs) No, no one's read your man page yet. Sorry. So, um, by the way, I'm having a lovely yellow tail, which is left over from from a party we had last week, and so this show might get get really funny all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> it's a nice little it's a nice little uh, dinner wine, you know. So, um, so we, we, we crammed all in, we got the Audio Technica, and then um, I had heard uh, some people talking about a great software called Wiretap Studio, which basically would let you record anything. And, and basically, it's like turning on a tape recorder and just recording it. So, I, I had a Mac. And I had the you know the software I'd gotten in the in the um, there's the Mac Heist bundle it was part of the Mac Heist bundle I got it in that and then uh, decided to let's do it so we recorded some voices and and you know we, we did what we could and we we started talking about whatever and it was mostly the first few shows were mostly about drinking beer and whatnot but one of the things that we discovered really really on and we did a couple of beta shows um, which never actually made it to air thank God um, was that you needed clean audio. And that is the number one thing that can really kill a podcast. The cleanest audio. Well, the, the, in quality sound, not not yeah. the talking. Like, you know, you can be, you can talk very well. You can be a very, very, very well enunciator. But if you, if you're, you're talking through an AM radio or a, cell, or a cell phone or whatever into like, you know, or there's a lot of wind noise and you're talking through a Bluetooth headset, it's going to sound like crap. And, you, and you're going to create uh, what I like to call ear fatigue. So mm-hmm. it's going to be annoying to listen to. So, um, if anybody's a bit of an audiophile, they'll notice that show 33 wasn't the cleanest of shows possible. I kind of screwed up on that one myself. And there's a big blog post about what I did and how, what I should have done and, and whatnot. But we're not going to go into that really. But basically, um, it, it, it can bug you. You know, it can really bug you when someone pops into a mic a lot, when somebody hums and uhs and all that. It, it, you know, the, the audio is, is hard. And if you're sitting next to a furnace and there's a, you know, there's a constant noise, that's just going to make your, 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 your show that much harder to edit. So I always try to get as clean audio as possible. Find yourself a back room in your house where you can talk into a, a real mic, not just a headset, and, and record something really, really nice. So to do this, I had some mics because my brother's in a band. So we borrowed some SM58s, and I had a Sennheiser uh, E845, which is basically like an SM58. Now, these are stage mics called dynamic mics. So what they do is they record only what's directly in front of them. Um, a cardioid dynamic mic and basically what it is just exactly what's in front of them and everything else around that person will basically uh, just get died out and the closer you talk to the mic the better it sounds so if you if you I'm going to try this now but if you if you talk far away like this suddenly you get an echo into it and it doesn't sound so great anymore so with those mics the the better the closer you are the better it sounds and Steve you could try this as well right now if you want yeah because now I'm really close and I'm getting further and further away yeah, and it, so you see, uh, the further, so basically, if there's something happening behind you, like say a band playing, it won't get picked up by the mic. That's the cool thing about about stage mics. So we we got some of those. That's a a trick I had from 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 working in broadcast radio for a while when we did our live gigs is that we just had basically band mics, and I was like, wow, that's weird. Why don't we have the big ass mics we have in the in the studio? And the guy says because they pick everything up. You know, like you can hear the the spring on the swing arm if you move those things. So you don't move them, um, and basically, you know, the the stage mics allow you to do that. So that I would say that was my first thing. First thing, the most important thing you need to do is to get really really good clean audio. 
Okay. And that, that would make, you know, it, it, it much, much easier. It's kind of like with photography, right, Ben, the, 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 the better the shot you take in the first place, the less yep, time better. you spend in Photoshop, right? That's right. So, so that's basically what we did. And we all have good mics now. I mean, uh, uh, a lot of us are using the uh, Sennheiser uh, E835s. Ben, you've got a really nice one. Uh, uh, yeah, the Electro Voice uh, Raven. The Blue Raven, yeah. right? No, the, the Raven. Just the Raven? Electro Voice. Because yeah. there is a Blue Raven and there's a Red Cardinal, I believe. Yeah, there's the Cardinal, right? The Cardinal is a con- the black. Yeah, I've got the black one. Yeah, so the Cardinal is a condenser mic. And that's kind of what I'm talking into right now. I'm talk- I'm, right now, I'm talking to an, an Apex. Uh, 415 or 450 something. I can't remember what it's called. So basically, this is a a, a real studio microphone. I kind of went silly and I kind of wanted one, so I got one anyways. Um, and they, and they, I mean, uh, the, the Shures cost you about $100. Um, the EA35 has is a fantastic deal because you get the cable, the mic, and the stand for 130 bucks plus tax. And you can get that yeah. anywhere. If you, if you live in Montreal, there's Steve's that sell it. There's a Archambault Music that sells it and a couple other places as well. And you can get it online from, from I, I think, from Amazon.com if you're in the States um, and, and B&H. And then all these stores basically will sell this mic. It's a very, very, very um, – it's, it's the new SM58, I would say. Yeah, but it's lo- lo- like always, you know, the SM58, you cannot go wrong. Yeah, the SM58, I mean <laughs> – When in doubt – SM58. Yeah, because the SM58 is a workhorse. You can drop that thing on the ground, pick it up, and it will still work. And that is why most people use it. I mean, I've never seen a round one in my entire life. They've always been dented. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think I think guys, when they first get them, they just bang them right away. You know, they just like, I don't, I can't have a real SM58. I can't have it nice and, and So no. bang, they just, they they can't just be knock it. <laughs> but it's especially because sound guys like the microphone because they know exactly how to place the, the levels yeah. and the slides on the board. You know, the, oh, you have a, fi- a 58? Here. Yeah, exactly. All the, all the slides are set. That's it. No more problems. It is, it is a little bit of a flat mic. Um, yeah. So if you're singing and if, if you're a woman, you're not going to sound as great in an SM58. Uh, but, you know, for, for what we're doing uh, and we're, we're all, uh, you know, aging dads. <laughs> so we have a very bassy kind of voice and we're, we're basically, you know, it's, it's the SM58 is fantastic. And if you're a podcaster, most likely you're going to be a, a dad or, or, or a kid like us and, and, or a kid or, you know, an older kid or whatever, it doesn't matter. You're going to be, you're going to be doing this show and you're going to, you're going to want to have that kind of like kind of stuff. If you are, if you have a high pitched voice or a nasally voice or, or, um, or, or, you know, you might want to start looking into different mics. What I suggest to do is to get grab your best headphones you could possibly find. Go down to the mic store, like a, like a, and here would be a Steve's Music Shop or a, um, or even the Ashambu Music. Solotech. Uh, Solotech. No, Solotech, they have a, they have a room. They have a beautiful mic yep. room and you could basically yep. use, you put on your headphones and make sure they are not noise canceling. Okay. That, I'll explain that, that one in a minute. Go in there and just basically take the same, you know, the quick brown, you know, fox jumped over the lazy dog, whatever, you know, what you want to say the same thing over and over again in all the different mics until you found the one that sounds that you feel that you sound the most uh, comfortable with. Right. And go through go through the ranges, though. I mean, use the squirrel voice, use a loud voice, yeah. use a soft voice, everything. Test the mic. Yeah. Find, find, find what you're happy with. Right. And then yeah. uh, and then so this is what I did when I bought my first mic. I was working in, in radio and, and we had SM58s at at. Uh, at um at the radio station and i went to france for 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 a weekend and i was in uh i think i was in lille or Lyon, and uh and i went into this little music shop and i, I was like so i was looking at mics and the guy says and i said to the guy oh I'll, I'll you know you got the sm58 i'll buy one and the guy goes you no 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 
So he pulled me aside and he said, you know, try your voice into this Seinhauser and you might actually like it. And I was like, wow, this is great. So I was kind of lucky. I, I found one of these guys who kind of believed in that ethos and, and, and hooked me up with a mic that made me sound more or less human. Uh, <laughs> nobody ever likes the way they sound basically recorded. Am I, am I wrong? No, absolutely right. So, so once, what you're hearing is not your voice that you, that goes through the, the vibrations in your head. Exactly. So it's not the same and through your throat. It's not the same sound. It's not the same voice. So it's odd. Yeah. It, and it's, it's going to sound odd. It's going to sound odd for a long time. And then, and this is why a lot of people don't like to record uh, their shows listening to their, listening to their voice or they'll, they'll take one ear off so they can hear what they normally sound like and hear what they're, they, they sound like in the cans at the same time. And they kind of get that nice even mix of what's going on. Um, me, I've, I, you know, after a while you get used to it and you just, you just, you just put up with it. So, which brings me to the second point. So after you bought your nice mic, you want to get a good pair of headphones. Now it could be, you can, you can spend $40 on headphones and you can spend $350 on headphones. And I think we've all done a little bit of both, right guys? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Ben, you're using some Right now Sony's. I've got Sony's. So, yeah. And they're quite high end Sony's. I'm sorry? They're high-end Sonys, right? Yeah, uh, I think the 7516s, these? Hang on a sec. He's taking them off. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sorry, the 7506. So that's pretty much of what we call a studio-class he- headphone. It's basically contoured around the ear, um, covers the entire ear, right? Yep. And basically uh, will give you uh, what they call closed monitoring, closed, closed ear monitor, monitoring. Yeah. Uh, and it's perfect because it really encircles, well, for me, it encircles my ears and... That's it. Yeah. So, Steve, you have um, a completely different set of headset. Yeah, I got uh, JBL uh, Ref 5110 BKHs. They're noise-canceling headsets. And um, for me, I um, <clears throat> they're good for me. I think I get enough sound quality out of them to, to be fairly true. But at the same time, they're useful for the other things I use them for. Exactly. And the noise-canceling here, when Steve does a show with us, he usually turns it off. So oh, that it's always off, yeah. So that way he can, and, and the reason why he turns it off is so he can hear if anything is happening in the background, right? So usually when you're listening to music or you're listening to a podcast on the bus or on the train or whatever, you want that noise canceling on. So basically it takes out everything and you only hear what's going, you know, what you're supposed to be hearing. So when you're recording, you want the opposite. You want to hear everything. You want to hear all of the, you want to hear your chair squeaking. You want to hear your mic moving. You want to hear everything just to make sure that what you're recording is what the person's going to get, right? The least amount of editing and post, what we call post-production work you're going to do, the easier your job is going to be and the more you're going to enjoy podcasting. Yeah, because those noise-canceling headsets, what they'll do is they pick up the especially repetitive mechanical-type noise. Uh, so in other words, if somebody's talking in the background, it won't knock that out. It may, it may, um, Dim it may it a bit, right? mute it a little, but it won't knock it out. But if there is uh, a metronome ticking in the background or a neon light that's buzzing or something that is very repetitive and and I almost say mechanical, it'll figure that out and it'll cancel out that sound and knock it right out of the uh, the sound field. The the problem is is when that happens, the sound you're 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 you, all the noise that you're listening to suddenly sounds augmented because of the vacuum that's been removed. So it gives you this false sense of what you're actually hearing. And yet your mic uh, is still picking up all of that crap. In exactly. Your, in your so the, the metronome, the, the neon, hum, the neon, the ballast, the furnace, the wind, the window open, the kids crying, and all that stuff still gets picked up, no matter how good your mic is. Um, especially if the hum is near you, right? So if you've got a cell phone interfering every five seconds with your, with your mix because you've got an old GSM phone, it's going to pick that up too. 
So a nice clean audio, nice clean monitoring, and you basically are set there, right? So, and that's, I would say, the the basics of, of getting a nice, nice, what we call a clean audio, meaning that it's basically just nice voices, right? Mm-hmm. So and you don't That's need the idea. And yeah, and you don't need to spend money on on putting soundproofing around your walls or or doing all that kind of stuff. As long as when you when you you don't you don't you know move away from the mic a lot, you don't move around the room like I'm doing right now. You don't like jump up and down as you're talking and stuff like that. You know, you're gonna get some good audio, right? So you nice 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 presence and 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 whatnot. There, there used to be. <laughs> it's funny because when I when I was doing radio, there there used to be a whole bunch of of DJs that would ev- always always do their show standing up. So the whole diaphragm is open. And if you want to find out more about how to make think your voice sound as great as possible, there's this awesome book called The Voice Book. Um, we talk about it on our website. It's in our, um, I believe it's in our Amazon store. Uh, portion of it anyways it's a it's a really really good book if you really want to be obsessed about the way you sound go ahead and and read that book it's called the voice book and it is by by michael mccallion and you want the second or third edition of that book so this will get you you know into it you know and and really thinking about breathing right and all that kind of stuff but you don't need to do that you're not you're not working on radio you're doing a podcast that your friends most of the time your friends are going to be listening to it and hopefully some guys in the uk uh hopefully (laughs) hopefully you know somebody somewhere is going to like your voice and want to keep listening to it all the time so um and that's basically a big shout out to Stuart. there you're like four or five shows in a row now Stuart. good for you uh (laughs) so that that i would say would be the thing clean audio good headphones and and basically making sure that what you're recording is great. And then what, once you've got some good audio, you just slap that into uh, whatever program you're recording it into. If you're recording directly into Audacity, which you can, it's Audacity is a free program and it is really good. So basically, the, I would say when you're first starting out podcasting, the things you should really invest in are going to be hardware and hardware yeah. that's going to take you somewhere. So... Um, I would get something like, uh, you know, I, like an SM58 or maybe even uh, the Blue Yeti that we got for Eric, uh, which is basically a USB mic and has a, a headphone monitoring straight into the into the mic itself. So basically he plugs in, he listens to what he's hearing and he can he can get some good voice and he can turn it into uh, is a condenser mic. So he can make it. But it also has a whole bunch of other settings so he can make it sound great no matter where he is. We got to give Eric every chance we can. So. <laughs> <laughs> And he's not even here to defend himself, hey? I feel bad. So you get good invest in a good mic, invest in a good pair of headphones, and then let and use the free stuff to begin with. Because you're not going ever going to make any money podcasting for at least for the first little while. Unless you're incredibly lucky and somebody says, Oh my God, you are the next Leo Laporte, you are the next Kevin Rose, you might you know, and they, they sign you up and 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 all that. But I have rarely heard uh that happen and, and there's a lot of uh, tips and tricks not only just getting the right hardware but once uh, the hardware is in place there's things that we all do differently to make sure that we get the best personal results that we get um like you know you get the nice mic stand uh, that we talked about before but if you don't check it before going on air and you don't realize <laughs> that it's actually starting to to, to list droop. on you and droop <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going to realize it mid-sentence and you're going to cut. Exactly. Right? Because you paused right. to, to, to react to something and now you had that audible cut 10 seconds ago that it was me staring at the, the, bo- uh, the boom sl- <laughs> tilting over slowly. And meanwhile, the, the, the listener now has been thrown off. 
He's exactly. wondering, did the recording stop? Uh, what am, what's going on? Or, you know, you catch it and you hear the mic getting bashed around because you caught it right before it hit the desk. And again, that's something that could be avoided with a minute or two of prep and checking and uh, that type of thing. I mean, right now I switched from a from the big stand to a small desk stand that's only about 16 inches high, but it's sitting on top of a paper um, a spiral pad, on, on, and between that and the mic stand, there's a mouse pad, just to make sure that it's not sitting on the hard uh, desk, which was a tip that, that, that uh, Jeff gave me uh, last week. But I want so to make sure it's basically a that- vibration layer. It absorbs the vibration from the desk. So basically, if I take it off, and I'm going to do this now, if you take it off your stand and you put it on the on the mic, you can hear that. You can hear moving, right? So now all of a sudden, if I start typing on my keyboard, right, and I'm going to try to do this, you can hear it typing, right? So now if I just put the mouse mat in between the desk and and the mic, and all of a sudden I start typing, you don't hear it anymore. Right. Because I've absorbed and all that vibration. Magic. <laughs> it's magic. You know? But, but <laughs> it's all of the sound. <laughs> and there's all like these four, five, six things that we all do that are probably four, five, six different things that we make sure. Like I know personally when I'm not speaking, I hit the mute button on Skype when we're calling in for um, a, 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 one of our dad casts because uh, sometimes I'm going to, you know, you cough or you want to hit something on your keyboard and you really want to make sure that you're not causing background noise because it's one thing to create noise when no one's talking. You can cut that out. Exactly. But if somebody's saying something really insightful and all you hear is <laughs> typing and clicky click. <laughs> Yeah, it gets annoying. Yeah, it sort of knocks it for for a loop there. Exactly. Well, there's no way that you're going to be able to edit that you can't out. Cut that out. So now, what do you do? You either have to choose to put that 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 noise in, or retake with the really good stuff, retake it, but then you lose the the, the, the stream of conscious exactly, or you cut it out all altogether, and now you lost good content. Exactly. So that, that so that brings us to to another point. Well, and and when we use a hardware mixer, like when we did with our with our, our little Audio Technica, is that it had faders, right? And uh, you'll often hear that. So basically when, when someone's talking and all that and, and they're, they're talking and then they finish talking, they'll pull down the fader, you know, and then nothing happens because you didn't hear anything there, right? So that's a little thing as well we can do. So it's, it's something you can do when, when you're doing a show with other people is that if you're going to breathe or take a drink of water or whatever, uh, either uh, motion to the person who's operating the desk saying that, you know, like I need some silence or cut me off, you know, have hand signals going. And then basically you'll cut the music down. You'll, you'll cut your mix down and, and you can take your, your drink and, and, and live on with it. And if you're on a Skype call, like we're doing a Skype call right now, if you're on a Skype call, you can basically mute the call and, and, and basically what happens. There are uh, mics with mute buttons on them. Um, and there, they can be okay. Sometimes you, there's an audible click, so you have to be careful of that too. Uh, never ever use the on-off switch on a mic when you're when you're when the mic when they. Um, if you get a mic with an on-off switch, I, I suggest never to get one because they're just crap. Usually, if you, if a mic has an on-off switch, it's a PA mic and it's not a stage mic, and it's or it's not a, um, and it's definitely not a studio mic. So, I I tend to avoid those like the plague. Um, but if you have one or, you know, this is something, again, you, you were given a mic, you know, your brother-in-law is in a band or whatever. And he says, you know, he throws you a Fender PA 51 and it has an on off switch. Well, then you live with it, you know, and it's fine, but you never use it when the fader's up because it'll just click like, and it'll do thunder and it could actually destroy, um, uh, portions of the sound card or portions of the, uh, of, of the mic itself. It could really damage the sound. And not only that, but it's really bloody annoying for the person who's talking because you hear all of a sudden you hear, you know, he'll be talking all of a sudden you hear bump. And you're like, what the hell was that? 
<laughs> and it, you know it's off-putting right so especially if you're if you're dealing with two three guys don't do that kind of stuff so that's that's one thing with a with a on-off switch and the different mute mics very important to 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 to, to know get to know your hardware play around with it a little bit and and get comfortable so it's and also, ben, it's also ben has courtesy. a you have sorry you have a a, a a tabletop mic too right yes i do yeah and i, I to tell you the truth i found that it's become uh, a lot better than a boom mic um, when when I'm when I'm in in the studio when I'm doing a recording. I I, I like, kind of like it a little bit better for live gigs. I still like the the stage mics with the boom and all that kind of stuff. But uh, well, it's always the the same question that you know if you have to get up in a hurry or something, the, the boom might be in your way, mm-hmm. and you can you can hit it, you can knock it down. A you can break your microphone, yeah. but it's also you're gonna hear boom 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 yeah. boom and destroy everybody's ears. And that's no good. <laughs> okay, so which which brings me to to another point is is basically what happens when something screws up. Okay, usually um, there's a, there's a good there's a good um, and I mentioned it in in my my article about uh, about screwing up live audio, uh, uh, you know uh, live live dadcast and lessons learned. Basically, uh, there's a good thing that you know like they'll say in the theater all the time the show must go on. You flub a line, you take a deep breath, you keep going. And that's basically what you should do if you're recording a stream or you're recording something or a conversation with other people. Get over that moment. Keep going. All right. If you're the kind of person who absolutely has to produce one take all at once because you can't edit, well, then you know what? Just live with it. But, you know, don't start saying, okay, well, I got to take it over the top. No, I can't believe it's going to work like this. And then, you know, just you're going to, first of all, you're going to screw yourself up. You're going to feel terrible. You're going to be like, oh my God, what's going on? And, and you're not going to sound the same. So you're not going to sound the same as when you sounded before you made the mistake. So the best thing to do is just 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 take a deep breath and just keep going and then move on with it. And then at the end of it, the software we use today, it's not like as if you have to go into the into the editing room, cut tape, splice it up, put some yellow thing in. <laughs> that that doesn't happen anymore. You can very easily just highlight a section of stuff, cut it out and then slit the two other other two sections together and that mistake you made is gone and the listener will feel like everything was done seamlessly. So um, as long as you're not doing 114 of these per show, I would say that you know you're gonna be you're gonna be happy with it. Um, there are cases though sometimes where you're talking to somebody and they're just like doing uh and I you know that's never gonna sound great. <laughs> you just gotta try to you know like change the subject, do something else, you know, or whatever, have the person recollect their thoughts and then move on from there. Cause that's annoying to, to edit. You cannot edit a half a word. If he's going, uh, if he's stretching every single syllable out, it's impossible to edit that back together again. So that would be my, my, my suggestion towards, you know, like the laying the audio down, unless anybody has anything else. No, no, it's all good. Okay. So then what you do next, right? So you've got some nice clean audio and the, and the reason why it's so nice to have some nice clean audio is the minute you've got that track, you take it and you shove it into something called Levelator. And Levelator is another free program. You will have some, some notes on that in the, in, in the show track. And if you have clean audio without any background noise, this is terrible if you're in a cafe atmosphere, by the way. It's terrible if you've got a furnace behind you. It's terrible if you're doing a live gig. Basically, what it'll do is it'll take all of your peaks and all your rises and all your falls in your audio. And as you're talking, sometimes you say you start off a sentence with a lot, with a deep breath and you got a lot of energy. And it gets towards the end of the sentence and you're running out of breath and you're getting talking really low and you can't finish the word. So what Levelator does is it stretches all that out nice and neatly and everybody sounds great. Hmm. But it raises all the crappy stuff behind you too. So <laughs> so when you hear people saying how much they hate Levelator, it's because they're recording in a crap atmosphere. 
So you True. really want to try and, and get some nice, clean levels. Now, I would say do your levelator before you do any of your editing. So you have one nice nice track. You recorded all your mistakes in it. Doesn't matter. Level that all out. Make sure you got two. Or and if you're recording two different voice tracks, you got your track, your yourself on one a track, and say the Skype call on a second. Levelate them both so they're and they'll be all the same audio. And then you put them into your editor like Audacity or whatever, and then you start cutting it up. Because if not, you're going to cut up little. You're going to have to level every single little bit one after the other. Every time you make a cut in the tape or in the, you know, using the tape analogy again, you'll have to try to level that out, and it'll be really, really annoying. So I would say that would be your your mo. Record the good audio, level it all up, then do the editing. And there are whole, so many ways you can do editing, and there are so many thousands of dollars you can spend on it, and it's completely up to you what you want to do. Well, it becomes a personal choice at that point. I mean, if you're used to an editing program, go with it. Yeah. You know, if you've ever edited some of your music or cut some parts that you don't like or whatever, uh, go. Exactly, exactly. So the, the, the biggest one, seen, the most popular one for podcasters does seem to be something called Audacity. It is an open source software. It works on Linux, works on Windows, works on Mac. It works everywhere. It's the same program in all three different atmospheres. It's very basic. And it is almost a throwback to an older piece of software called um, Fast Edit or Cool Edit. It's a very, 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 very basic software. But it, it does a lot of things really well, including something I call the Ripple Delete. And you can find out more about the Ripple Delete in one of my older posts about, about my, my complaints about GarageBand. Now, the reason why I haven't said GarageBand for editing is GarageBand isn't a great editor. It's a good putting things together stuff, and it's really good with music. But when you're editing and you have a lot of bits you want to move around and stuff like that, it's going to get annoying to work with because it's not going to be as, as easy to work for. There's no quick uh, delete this whole section of, of, uh, of audio and then move forward. So um, a long time ago, there was this piece of software called Cool Edit, and Adobe bought it out and called it Adobe Audition. And uh, Cool Edit just happened also to be the, the industry standard in radio stations for um, putting together quick phone call bits, uh, off-air pieces and whatnot. So uh, presenters and, and producers in the studio could record phone calls, edit them all up, cut them up, and, and put them back out to air within a song, right? Which is which is incredibly great because it does it really, really fast. And it does this by by never destroying the original audio. So it basically all it does is it, it, it takes like cues, edit cues, whatever, and it just basically just says, okay, this, this, that. So your audio isn't very big to begin with. If it's a, a 400K file, it'll stay a 400K file. And the edit file on top of it is what actually gets played out on air is like four or five K. So it's just telling the computer where to stop and start, where to stop and start, you know, how to, what, what to do with this part of the audio and all that kind of stuff. So it is a very, very fast software for a very, very long time. Adobe refused to, to do something for the Mac for it. Uh, just recently they released a beta for it. It's great. I, mean, I think the windows version is like $300 and that seems to be the standard when it comes to professional audio editing stuff. I'm not talking about the logics or the Cubases or the or the Pro Tools and stuff like that. Those are made for music. Uh, something else. Those are completely made for music. So they're made for laying down audio tracks of, of, of music and they're playing with notes and they have beats in there. There's metronomes. You don't need any of that crap for this. What you're doing here is when you're doing a, a podcast, you're basically making a movie without a video track. So you only want a strip of audio. You know, like lots of ups and downs, peaks and all that kind of stuff. And and you're basically going to copy, cut and paste and copy and whatever all that out of there. Very much like you would um, if you were editing a, um, a home movie and say iMovie. 
if you get into the whole music stuff you can do a garage band it gets very complicated very very fast and it gets really annoying so that's why a lot of people will say stay with audacity because audacity forces you to live in that kind of atmosphere and it is great so that would be the the i would say the the how-to of 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 how to edit your show and that's the very very basic lines we can another show another time if you guys want to you know you want to know more about it we can talk about some of the other stuff sound like soundtrack pro and like audition more and more and more stuff but basically you 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 record your audio you level it up you you edit it up so you get rid of the the ums and the ahs and the peaks and the lows and all that kind of other stuff and the stuff you didn't want to have and the noise the and pops and the clicks and if it's somebody that you know suddenly your wife comes in and she starts talking to you because you didn't bring the garbage out to the corner you can edit all that out so you still look like a man later on you know i'm just just saying <laughs> it's never happened no no never happened but i'm just no, saying hypothetically <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> so basically In theory people <laughs> so then then what you have at the end of the day is a nice uh rich piece of audio and then you can put some intro music to the beginning you can put some outro music to the end uh, and this is where garage band does come in really handy because garage pan garage band has a lot of uh free free uh, royalty free clips you can use loops and stuff and and the, anybody who's played with GarageBand for four or five seconds knows that the intro music to the Dadcast basically comes from there. So <laughs> we didn't go very far, but we kind mm. of adopted it and we kind of liked it and we we stuck with it for the last few seasons. But it's good for for encapsulating your show. So you know, um, basically wrapping it around some nice stuff. You can put some sound effects in the places you want to very easily with GarageBand there as well. And then you can, if you want to do a voiceover track at the beginning, you can lay that down in GarageBand as well. And that, that's fine. You could do that very easily and that's great. Once you're finished with that, you open up the pod track, the podcast section of iTunes and you fill out all the, uh, not iTunes, sorry, of GarageBand. You fill out all the information about your show. So this is what we call an ID3 tag. And you fill all that out so people know, you see your show notes, they know what the keywords are, then who was in the show and the stuff. So basically when you're in, on your iPod and you, you, you want to find out more about a show, you, you basically go and get that information. That's the information that gets brought across. Uh, I believe Winamp displays this. I believe a lot of web uh, of web tools that, that play podcasts display this as well. So this is very it's important just, to have. It's, it's also a, a way to sell your stuff. Very much so. And to sell in, in quotations, obviously. It's just to, to let people it. know exactly who you are, what you're doing, how you did it. And it's just it's to start to get the word out there. Very important. Exactly, because it's searchable. The ID3 tag is the only part of your show that is searchable by a search engine. A search engine will go through that file and notice, hey, this is a podcast from Montreal with a bunch of dads uh, moaning about Bell, promoting Apple iPhone, and being funny. Okay, so that's all our keywords, right? So bang, there you go. They puts this up on iTunes and says, and not, puts this out on the web and says, this is a show that does this. So now you want to be on iTunes. This is the um, this is the the complicated part. Uh, and there are hundreds of thousands of blogs that talk about this. The best part, the best place to go find that out is directly in iTunes itself. There's a whole document to read about how to do it. Or if you have a WordPress blog. Download the podcasting plugin, fill it out, go through the instructions, and the next time you have a podcast, you just basically in your post, fill out the podcasting section of your post, and voila, you have a podcast in iTunes as long as you've been accepted, right? Because iTunes have to vet you and accept you as well. So that's, that's I'm not even going to go into that, that whole getting into iTunes section, but you can still have a very successful podcast without ever being in iTunes if you wanted to. So... So far, I think we've kept it pretty basic, right, guys? 
Yep. Very basic. Yep. Okay. So the next thing is what happens when suddenly you want to have a, a guest on the show? Bring another mic. You bring another mic. And then you have to plug it in where? Because most MacBooks only have one audio entry, right? Ah. Uh. So this is where we talked about uh, the beginning, a, a little desk, um, a mixing board. Um, it comes in handy because suddenly if you made that investment early on, you don't have to go out and buy something else. Um, so if you had bought a USB mic and suddenly you want to invite a guest, then suddenly you're either having to you sit face to face and have that, you know, you have the USB mic be in stereo mode. So one person on one side and you on the other side, and then you're going to hear some ambiance noise. It's not going to be so great anyways. Or you, you get a mixing desk, everybody brings their own mic and voila, you are recording to two tracks. Now, there are two ways to do this. You can record both voices into the same mix. So basically what you say will be recorded out. And this is usually what most people do, right? And as long as there aren't any monumental cock-ups or, or, or problems halfway through the show or one person just ends up breathing heavily into the mic all the time when the other person's talking. So it's like, you hear this <laughs> while Steve's trying to talk, you know? It, you know, then um, you can get the show out. And again, once again, again, clean audio, much easier to produce your show afterwards. So you get something called... Um, you know, audacity recorded. If not, if you want to have two separate voices, like two separate voice tracks, you can use something called like wiretap studio or audio hijack or even uh, wiretap anywhere, which will basically take those different voices and put them into different tracks. And this is actually something that um, GarageBand does out of the door, out of the gate. And, and this is gets complicated. If you have like an interface um, and a sound card that has two mic entries, then basically you can get those two entries into two different voice tracks. Audacity does this too, uh, but it is quite easy to set up in GarageBand. And you can basically record two tracks. Now this makes it easier to, um, to edit later because if somebody you know, is always mouth breathing or doing something during the show, you can cut that guy out or cut those portions of, the, of that while the other guy's talking. It's not going to affect the audio. So that's really good. The, the biggest hurdle you're going to get um, when you're doing your, your recording uh, of guests and all that is when you suddenly have somebody who lives, say, in a manoir mm-hmm. on the Richelieu River. Oh, and <laughs> I feel targeted. I don't know why. <laughs> Somebody's watching me. So you know, it, it, we we record the show late at night, and for Ben to get in his car, drive all the way out here, have a few beers with us, and to drive all the way back to Richelieu was just not only irresponsible <laughs> but pretty damn stupid. So yep. So luckily, there's this great free program out there, which to this day works. Okay, I would assume. Um, yeah, it works okay. It, tonight is working fine. And you can basically... Oddly enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so you can record... Uh, you basically would record uh, the Skype call. And, and basically... Uh, so Steve and Ben would be talking. And I would be talking to my mic. And then you would try to record both of those. Now, you can't do this traditionally. You can't just stick it on... on um, you know, stick the mic in front of your computer and record the, the mix of the call. You have to try to isolate Skype and isolate your mic. Now, on Windows programs, there are Skype recorders that will mix, that will record everything as one. So you're back to your, you know, your, 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 your live settings when you have, you know, you're in the cafe or whatever, you're in your, your, your basement with your friends and everything's going to the same mix. Um, the other option is something like uh, what we call Wiretap Studio. And Wiretap Studio is this great little program. It costs like $30 or $40. Um, it's from the guys at Ambrosia Software, I believe. And I could get that wrong. It could be from Rogue Amoeba. 
before I, I get sued by either one of them. Because um, what happens is that one of them makes Audio Hijack Pro and the other one makes, <laughs> of course they would, right? And the other one makes a Wiretap Studio. And they basically both do the same thing. They will take the Skype call and they will isolate it and put it into um and put it in put the Skype call into one track and then take your voice or whatever else you have on the computer and put it into the second track. So it's basically recording like a left and a right and and something in either or. And this is pretty much how the, all the Skype recorders do it too. Um the cool thing about Wiretap Studio versus Audio Hijack Pro is that it records both of them into stereo and it just split it really truly does split them out into different into different uh into different channels. I I prefer it I've just checked. It is from Ambrosia Software, so it means that Rogue Amoeba, Rogue, Rogue Amoeba makes uh, Audio Hijack Pro. Either or, if you have a Mac, those are great programs for recording Skype calls. So now we're talking about we've got a nice live call, and you go back into the same process you did before. And then you basically record all that out and send it out to, uh, send it out to the ether. So and it, essentially, when you're doing a, a Skype call, it's not much, much different than if you were two guys talking in the... Uh, in your basement or in in your office or whatever. It's not a very complicated process. It's just those little bits that you kind of have to figure out and 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 work for yourself. And be warned sometimes it doesn't work. Yes, and you have to accept that. You you, you can't think yeah. you can't you know you're not producing something for the Grammys here, okay? You're producing uh, something that it's Gonzo recording at its very best. Much so, you know, very much so. fly <laughs> spur the moment by the seat of your pants, and you know what? Make the best of it. And I, I remember, like the first, um, the first uh, podcast, one of the first podcasts I ever heard in my entire life was from uh, the guy who wrote uh, basically the RSS enclosure for podcasting, and his name is Steve. Help me out. A, Isaac Newton. No, no, he's a friend of uh, Adam Curry's. He's uh, he's the father of RSS. I'm on it. Dave Weiner. Dave Weiner. So Dave Weiner was driving back and forth wherever he lives, and he would pick up his uh, mini disc player or his little um, digital audio recorder, and he would be in his car, and he would just talk into it, and then he would get home, stick that onto the computer. Uh, cut, you know, intro, uh, record an intro, record an outro, and that would be his podcast. And it was sometimes amazing, and sometimes he'd forget to roll up the windows, and it was crap. But usually his the subject of what he's talking about was actually quite interesting, and you'd put up with it. And there is a lot of that in podcasting. There's a lot of guys who just want to get a message out, and uh, hopefully the subject is that riveting that you can get over those hurdles. But I, we always think that if you can make it as easy as possible for them to listen to you, then it, you know, you're not creating any roadblocks to them enjoying your show. So uh, Julian Smith did one, and, and we, we heard this, uh, Lagana Sal played it out during PodCamp, where basically he's walking down the street with his recorder and basically recording a show while he's having a cigarette and walking and it's raining and it's windy. And and he's he's and if, I think the one the the one reason why everybody listens to the show is he's going to tell you about something that happened to him, and then he gets sidetracked and sidetracked and sidetracked and sidetracked and sidetracked, and then eventually like he actually finishes the story he started, which is like this unbelievable arc. You don't know how the hell he got there, and at the end of the show, you're 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 as wiped out as he is, and you can sa- you can hear that he's completely drained because he's like exhausted from walking around his neighborhood and all that. But it is actually a fantastic uh, example of of it doesn't really matter what your podcast is about as or 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 how it's recorded as long as you've made it somehow interesting for the listener to to, to stick with it. 
and content content and that is probably the most important part of a podcast is to have something that's interesting to talk about it also helps if you got a guy like steph um who basically will, will wow throughout your whole podcast and chime in every once in a while with a good flat line uh, or a guy like Eric who screws something up and forgets his cue and or 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 Steve who just like you know de- Mr. like Leslie Nielsen will just throw out a deadpan remark or or Ben who just gets angry at something or or me who just laughs hysterically at anything anybody says all the time because everything's funny. <laughs> I'm like the Ed McMahon of my own podcast. Uh, You're correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so your your show has to be interesting, and 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 we we already assume by now that you have an interesting show, or else you wouldn't be listening to our drivel for the last twenty five minutes, probably closer to an hour actually. Forty eight uh, minutes going. <laughs> so I've then, already unplugged and replugged my USB at this point. Yeah. And that is another thing that we've discovered by listening to other people's podcasts. And it's not this is something you never hear on the radio. You don't hear other radio announcers talking about what somebody in Seattle did that was hysterical. Because it's too inside baseball, and mom and dad who are, are on their on their trip to the soccer run don't care about that when they're listening to FM radio. But suddenly, if you're interested in podcasting, even if in, in a, a podcast is somewhat interesting, you it's 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 cool because there's like there's a shout out to this person and this you know and then this podcast referring to each other and it's it's you can almost it's almost comic book like right because well, it's a sense of community because in episode 33 of of the dad cast they mentioned episode 45 of 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 the beer cast and in episode 45 of the beer cast they mentioned uh, leo laporte show and the leo laporte show he mentions this guy so there's a lot of that you know a lot of tangenting a lot of merging a lot of uh what do they call that in comic book terms steve when uh yeah, arcing. arcing isn't it arc is it arcing yeah. yeah okay. Working. So yeah. So they a lot of a lot of arcing in, in podcasting, which is which is kind of funny, and you can get you into like a, a mess where you have to it listen. Could to be s- also called a crossover. Crossovers. That's the word I was looking for. So you have to. You can suddenly be coming listening to sixteen shows when you know, all you ever wanted to do was listen to one. Uh, <laughs> it can happen very easily as well, and and that's cool too. You know that, that's what it's all about. So basically, I, you know that is is. What what the essentials of of the show is now? When when we were doing this and talking about how we're going to do this show tonight and do this show for Canada, but I, I was talking. I've been talking this this year a lot more than before because of Podcast Montreal to a lot of other podcasters. So I talked to a little bit to Lagana Sad about how he does his shows, and I talked to uh, Frederic Harper about how he does his shows, and uh, we talked a little bit to Andre and how they do the stuff over at Twit, and uh, which is Leo Laporte's network, and uh, we, we there there are. Are so many different ways of getting a show together and what equipment people are using that it's not like you can go to the store and, and buy a podcasting box and go home and do podcasting. So it really is uh, a question of what other people are using. Now, one of the things that quite interested me, we went we went with a mic solution. We we bought the mics and then figured out a way of plugging them into our computers and then basically um, did it that way. And we wanted a solution that would last us through a couple different evolutions of our show. So in our first evolution, it was a couple of basic stage mics plugged into a desk, and and away you go. Suddenly, we had a Skype call, so then we needed a a, um, a couple of mics plugged into a desk, and then suddenly a desk that could you could listen to the Skype call without recording it, or else you'd get looping, right? Yep. So you'd you'd hear the same person echoing continuously. So and then we we bought a slightly more expensive desk. And then fed that through the computer sound card, and then we found out the computer sound card was some kind of lagging. So then we ended up getting a FireWire sound card. So we basically been building our studio up, studio up bit by bit by bit, into the point where we, we've got a. I want to say a robust rig, and every time I do say that, something breaks. <laughs> 
Heard that. <laughs> heard me knocking on wood there, right? <laughs> and it's true though, because you know, as much as you think you have it right, you're you're a geek, and and you're there's playing something. Oh, sorry. You're, there's always you're playing with technology, you're playing, so there's and always something. And it is that you're playing. You're you're you're, playing. you're, you're, you're right. tweaking. You're continuously tinkering with what you could do better this week than you didn't do last week. You know, if I sit on my ball a different way, will it work this way? You know, if if if. Uh, I don't know anything, right? Yeah, just about. But you know, just, just to to go back to the um, to the podcasting box, <clears throat> I guess the first first thing people can do is go out and buy a headset with a mic and just see if you and your friends a are having fun and b are clicking and c have something you think people want to hear or at least something you want to say that you think people should hear. And if you find that none of those three line up, then you're really only out fifteen twenty dollars. No, I, I agree. You've had a, you've had a little bit of fun, and the headset will come in useful when you Skype with grandma, yeah, right? Yeah, or if you have That's a right. conference call with your boss or whatever. Exactly, and, or and, somebody and, you know is going to need that microphone after a while. Yeah, and, and then you know you can sort of you know take like a rolling wave approach where you say, okay, well now it'd be nice if we can incrementally improve it by doing this, or my life would be easier if we got that, and then you know you're at iteration two, which means maybe you know uh, better mics or maybe a, a desk or some software that you, you either shareware or open sourced or purchased. And eventually it gets to a point where like we're perfectly happy now with where we're at. And maybe in a year or two months will be an incremental change. But we've elaborated over three or four seasons now. And I think we got it down pat. Yeah. But we're having fun. We think people are enjoying it. And it, we're, we're going to do it as long as it's, we're having fun with it. So it's a hobby of ours. Yeah, that's but, right. That's right. But if if you're not too sure and you're not sure if you want to spend 200 bucks each by buying mics and a desk and all this other stuff, start small. And, and this is this is kind of what what blew me away when I when I was talking to Fred Harper and Laurent was that they use something called the the, the Samsung Tech uh, Zoom H2 and Zoom H4, and these are fantastically clever devices. And if you're a field reporter. You know, you probably already have one. Most podcasters, so we're not addressing them. Most podcasters aren't, though. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't know too many parents who need to buy a a a field mic for, and this is really is, and I will put show pictures in the show note. But these are fantastic little recording devices. These are your your. I had a micro cassette recorder that I used to use when I went to when I when I was in university to record lectures. These are those on steroids. Um, first of all, they have an SD card entry. Uh, they usually have a condenser mic built into it. Uh, there is a um, different variations of how you can set up the mic. Can you set it up into just recording one voice, set up two voices, set up a whole room, what they call omnidirectional. There's a USB plug-in into the computer. You can do editing straight onto the device. Um, and then there's the H4, which actually has what we call two XLR entries. So these are your mic entries. So you can take your... Your uh, even your condenser mics, like if you're if you're super rich and you have a Hale PR40, and I'm always surprised at the number of people who will go out and spend four hundred dollars on a mic without knowing if they want to keep doing podcasting or not. I see those in 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 YouTube videos for podcasting all the time, and when I listen to the podcast, I'm going. What the hell is a guy talking about? He's got a nice mic, though. <laughs> you know, like, well, that that's the guy who wants to be able to say. In a world where... 
<laughs> very much so so yeah so the um uh, so the, the you, it's big enough to power those kind of things but those are what call field reported things the problem is with those things is that they cost about seven hundred dollars outlay initially so you you basically have to forfeit your ipad your, your galaxy tab or whatever you're going to buy you know that year as your gadget and basically say i'm buying this mic um and there are guys who who, who have that kind of expendable cash flow and they just really want you know just one gadget after another you know it doesn't matter it's the best in the market i'm gonna buy it you know if you can do it go ahead but the way we kind of built up our studio is we kind of like we scrounged a little bit at first we got some secondhand gear we had stuff that we already owned we had stuff we borrowed and we built up from there until we discovered that we liked doing what we were doing and then we went out we bought the 400 dollars sound card then we went out we bought the 150 dollars condenser mic and and a guest mic for you know so when andre came on the show he wasn't talking into a crappy p p51 so we you know you you but it's it's you know it's three three four years in the making so it's up to you how you want to do your show and how you want to do stuff and I I would tend to um, dissuade people from the Zoom H4 the Zoom H2 unless they have an other reason why they're going to buy it now the Zoom H4 does mount to an SLR camera so if you're shooting video uh, you know HD video with your camera and you want some good audio then go ahead dude you're already spending that kind of money on a flash to begin with buy the mic just go ahead just don't even think about it you're halfway there anyway just freaking do it you got more money than sense do it so <laughs> and 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 i'm being kind <laughs> i'm not being mean at all here no 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 <laughs> but most people most people will be quite happy with a usb headset talking into into their computer and 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 that's fine too so don't think that the the those two kind of microphone solutions all in one packages are going to be that because if you had spent the $700 for your H4 into like say a Machionix 2020i and we'll put a link to that in the show notes which is basically a, a 12 channel desk uh, with a firewire sound card built into it. it basically you've got a desk that can accommodate one mic or it can accommodate uh, eight it can accommodate uh, it can record directly live into speakers if you're doing like if you're if your sister has having a wedding and you need to DJ it'll be a great DJ board if suddenly um, you your brother's doing some gig and you could go in and, and you know produce his band with that board or you could put it into your studio plug it into your Mac or your 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 Windows computer and it's a perfect uh, what they call a, a desktop audio workstation a, a, a DAW um, so I would, I would tend to get something that's a little bit bigger, uh, but more versatile, and that will grow with you. And that, that's just my my personal um, my, my personal opinion. But I'm a, I'm I'm incredibly stupidly sensible like that. So <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to stop that. <laughs> I just I just I just can't go out and buy a Pentax K5. There's always a good reason that I'm okay with my K200D. You know, so <laughs> same thing here as well. You know, excuses, excuses. <laughs> But I, you know, and and that's basically the the gist of what we're trying to say is that is that there is no, you know, there are a lot of books about podcasting. There's a lot of there's a lot of blogs about podcasting. There's a lot of people who tell you like, okay, but how do you actually go in and get to do a podcast? And I, I would say it's it's that you know, be interested in it first. You know, interested to the point where you're willing to go out and get the gear. That's right. And then play around with it. You know, play around with it in a, in a cheap way, and then play around with it with a great way, and then. You know, and and then and then uh, and see what you're doing, or talk to other podcasters. You know, um, as you know, in my in my show with uh, 
with uh, Alexis Corneille. He's uh, basically, you know, he wants to get into podcasting, but he doesn't know what he, he doesn't really want to invest in it either, and he doesn't really want to do it. So basically, he gets he tries to get himself invited into, into all of his friends' podcasts. You know, that's not a bad way. <laughs> it's not a bad way at all. You're gonna, hey, it works. You're going to be on a it. lot of shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's funny how different people swear by different different products. Like, you know, the H2 and the H4, I had never really heard of, but the Marantz PMD 660, I heard, you know, I've heard people swear by those um, for field reporting, for capturing things on the fly. If you don't want to be carrying a laptop with you, you want something small but that's rugged. Um, but you know, you're still talking seven, eight hundred dollars for something, and I, I'm I, I personally. Everybody, I think, has a laptop these days. You're much better off spending a couple hundred dollars if you're going to spend money on a desk and plug into that and then push it straight into a laptop where you can have multi-tracks, you can do all kinds of stuff, and you have that flexibility. Instead of having something on a, uh, on a um, SD card that's probably already all compressed into one track already. Well, I, yeah, and, and that's, I mean, like, um, the, um, I, I think the Marantz, and I haven't looked look at it now because I had never heard of this, but now I want one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I See what 30, you're doing, Steve? I have a 30-year-old. I'll, I'll call your wife later. Uh, I have a 30-year-old. Uh, serious, serious apologies. Though. I have a 30-year-old Marantz uh, stereo system uh, here at home, and it's it's just the best thing I've ever had, and, uh, you know. It's 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 tubes, but it freaking works. <laughs> my, my home theater amp is a, is a Marantz, yeah. and it doesn't have any HDMI inputs, and I do not want to get rid of it. Mine mine oh, mine oh. does. It has component, you know, like the red and white, the red and blue. The, sorry, the red and white plugs. That's all it has. Oh, yeah, composite. Composite. That's it. Composite. So it has the. And I don't ever, you know, so, every, so many people call it different things. Those things. Some people call RCA, RCA composites and all that kind of stuff. So hey. it has those. So you know, I I I I tend to always find try to find composite to whatever I need. You know, <laughs> kind of kind of cables to try to get my iPod or whatever working into it. But there are guys like uh, and Andy Anotko who who is probably better known for his articles in the Chicago Sun Times and also for his appearances on Mac Break Weekly. He basically got a blue Yeti plugged into the camera connector of an iPad and it worked. So you know what? There are so many different ways to record uh, audio and it's up to you. With, with I would say go with what you have. When we first did our first few shows, I recorded them on my, uh, on my Sony uh, mini displayer. It's a, it was a, one of the first uh, mini displayers ever. It's the... Um, uh, the Sony MZR35. It had um, basically all the editing features actually on the player itself. It had a little, little um, extra battery component uh, compartment that took double A's as well as the lithium battery in there. And it had, with well, the beautiful thing about it, had it had a mic in and it had a line in and an optical in and also a uh, a line out. And it would basically do all kinds of great stuff. And I used that when I was in field recording for radio stations. I would plug my my E835 straight into that and basically, you know, go in the field and record um, sound bites for the radio station with that all the time. And so we used that. We recorded our backups to that. And then I basically would play that into the into the computer. Um, that was another way of, of doing it. And it saved our butts for backups a few times. So, you know, like... You have to have a solution that will that will work, and you have to have a solution you're kind of happy with as well. Because there's so many variations that can be used out there. I mean, there's so many products, so many microphones, so many you know little, little recording boxes that you know it's it's up to you to decide what you feel you're comfortable with. Yeah. A, how much money you want to spend if you want to spend money, how much money you want to spend, and what you want 
to do with it. I mean, if you've got your own little uh, home studio or closet or whatever you want to yeah. use, you know, I mean, look at the acoustics around you. Uh, look at, you know, what exactly the message you want to bring across and then focus on that towards your equipment and you'll find exactly what you're looking for. Steve, I really want one of these Marantz now. No, yeah, stop looking. They are quite nice, but you know, <laughs> it, it comes back to, you know, how, how useful are the things that you're going to buy for this for other uses? So if, if you're going to make this your business or you're going to do this 40, 50 hours a week, you get the best gear you can that that'll give you the most bang for your buck. But if you're going to make one podcast a week for an hour or two and, and and stuff, and you say, "Well, I'm not sure I'm going to do this," or maybe you know you're strong for a year, but then after that it fizzles out and stuff. Well, then you don't want to be stuck with a bunch of gear that you're not going to reuse uh, for other things. Whereas you know, like I said before, the headset mic. You know, you'll probably reuse it to, 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 you know, talk to your uncle over Skype or something. Not, not necessarily a wasted investment. Um, and if you think you can use stuff for other things, then you can say, okay, well, I'm using it for these three things. I'm justified in buying it. And that way your hobby doesn't become pressure. Absolutely. You don't feel like, you know, I have to push something out this week. And then you force out garbage just because you want to get your money's worth out of the equipment you've bought. Whereas maybe you have nothing to say that week. So you wait till the week after and you push something out that, you know, you, you're passionate about or feel strongly about. And then, you know, maybe the people said, oh, he took the week off. And then you say something that makes sense and, you know, your audience understands you and, and stays with you. But if you start just putting stuff out for the sake of putting stuff out, then your audience will say, you know what, this is this is not really good content. I'm not getting anything out of this. And you may end up losing them. So you got to it's got to feel right and it's got you got to strike that balance with yourself and know how much content you can actually push out there that you're happy with and that you think your audience will react to and respond to and, and i'm going to give you guys all a little secret here that uh we probably shouldn't give away because it's pretty much the secret sauce to our show is find two or three people which you like to talk to on on like a regular basis and do your podcast with them. And yes, what's going to happen is that right away, the people are going to get the impression, your listeners will get the impression that um, they're in on something, that they're part well, of. Oh, they feel they're at the table at the pub with you. Exactly. Right? <laughs> exactly. Very important feel, that one. So there is a, there is a, there is a, a huge um, – um, movement on on the on in podcasting called Beercast, which is basically just that a whole bunch of people sitting around having a beer and, and recording it, uh, is basically you know our show uh, with beer and our show is with beer, but I mean we just call it Dadcast because we're all dads. But right. <laughs> you know like and that is it. You know it is exactly that. Find two or three people who you like to talk to, who you talk to often enough that you can actually you know every once in a while call the guy a jerk. You know, because he actually is acting like one or, or yell at them <laughs> because your audio sucks and it's your fault. But you feel like you want to yell at somebody. You know what? Those kind of things. And these are all examples from our show, of course. <laughs> the wounds of course. are still fresh. <laughs> yes. Exactly. But you know the wounds what? wounds are still seeping. <laughs> but it comes across to it comes across to your audience. It will come across to the people listening to your show and they will say, hey, those are people. Those guys, they're they're real. 
You know, it's not as if you're listening to some guy say, hey, and then she said, no, she didn't. And, you know, it doesn't sound like it's a rehearsed, you know, like uh, scripted thing. Right. Um, And I would say if you're if you're doing show notes, which you should, (laughs) um, don't write complete sentences. Write as as short sentences as you can. Use them as bullet points if you can as well. And then basically, shorthand. beef be well. Shorthand can be hard to read because you got to remember what the shorthand for that is, right? But short, short, blurby notes, and then be ready to throw them out if somebody says something so unbelievably hilarious. You just have to roll with it for half an hour. And on some shows, <laughs> a couple of the best shows we've had, that's exactly what we've done. We've just went with it. And, and it worked. Ad lib from beginning to end. There's nothing wrong with rat holes as long as they're entertaining. And, and the thing that's key, and to, to piggyback on your idea of finding two or three people that you really enjoy talking to and, and hanging out with, that, that translates to people. People understand uh, if you're being genuine and if you re- they'll hear that there's a connection and that those people really like each other. But also, I've only missed, I think, one maybe two of our recording sessions but i was not at all worried that it was gonna flop because i wasn't there because i knew that the guys there there wasn't there's not really one person that's the glue that oh if you know john doesn't show up we can't dad cast now i'd have minus jf who's got the desk and all the equipment <laughs> and who typically moderates it but any other the four our esteemed us, editor yeah and, and <laughs> I, I i i do admit i am i do play a bit of a, of a of a voluntary god role in this case but i mean it's not it's not intentional you know i mean i'd, I'd gladly give up some of the duties uh, to some of the other dads uh, every once in a while but i you know what i love doing this and i'm gonna and i'm gonna be there for every show if i possibly can you know i'll yeah, move you see the point is i'll bring a mic i'll bring a mic to uh, to England to do a show is what, is what I'm trying to this, get This to. one's going to be interesting. You know that, eh? Oh, my God. But to, to, to my point is on, on you know, certain nights where, uh, you know, we, you know Eric's going to be there or not there. Steph's going to be there or not there. Or, 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 or Ben's going to be there or not there. Or I'm going to be there or not there. I know that the show will go on and it'll be a good show. Yeah. Because the guys all have a connection. They all bring something different. We're not all uh, cut from the same cookie cutter. So we all have different takes on stuff. We're passionate about things. And every discussion is usually a good one. So we don't have to have, you know, uh, you know that Gilligan's Island where there's the pretty one and the smart one and the goofy one and the big oafy one to make it work. We just need to have a couple guys show up and it happens. Yeah, as long as, I mean, as long as your show, um, you know, is, isn't, so set in in a in a model like i'm doing i'm doing the this week in tech model and and you know you're doing that all the time it's gonna fail you know like if your show is set to to always be the same thing all the time and you always do the same thing all over and over and over again i either you're so slick that is gonna work great you know or you're basically gonna sound repetitive after a while one of, one of the great podcasts, um, which it's not even really a podcast, it's just it's just audio. Um, I, 
I don't really want to say this, but it's almost audio erotica. It's uh, it's basically <laughs> oh my god, no! It's it's it, it's su- such fun to listen to because it's exactly that. It's um, it's you look nice today, and it's not everybody's cup of tea because the subjects aren't always great. But it's basically uh, Merlin Man, which is Hot Dogs Ladies on Twitter, um, Adam Lizagore, which is Lonely Sandwich, and Scott Simpson, which is I believe he's just Scott Simpson on it. But basically, if once you get those three guys together, and you can tell they've been buddies for a while, um, once you get those three two guys, those three guys together, they will just talk, and they, sometimes they'll go into absolute, complete nonsense, and it's going to be a good show. Now, obviously, they have you know there's some fan- Adam Lizagor is a professional producer, and there's some great editing that goes on in the background. But basically, that is one of those shows where if it, and that show can only exist if they're all of all three of them there because it's just you 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 really are listening in on their conversations and sometimes they're the worst conversations in the world but they're still hilarious because they're just absolutely ridiculous. Piggybacking of course onto what Steve just said is that you know you, people have to know that they have to get that feeling you know it, it's very rare the podcast which is like a a short three minute bang, this is my take on the world, this is what's going to happen, this is a great thing, this is whatever. You know, you're asking ninjas. Uh, your your uh, geek briefs. What, what is it called now, Steve? Uh, geek Beat, I think. Geek Beat, uh, Rocket Boom. Um, those kind of like, I'm going to produce this slick that kind of thing, which some of them are great, and some of them you can tell they're demo tapes for trying to get a better job. You know, they're, they're, they're like, they're like video auditions. There's a, if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of guys who produce, um, like little video YouTube videos and they're always the same way and they're slick and they know what they're doing. They're, they're actually really, 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 really good. You know, it's rare. Those, those things that can, that can happen. Well, do something where you're going to have fun. It's not going to feel like, Oh, I got to do a job. You know, this is a job I got to do this weekend. I got to do the dad cast. I got to do this. You know, I got to spend four hours editing. If you start thinking like that, when you realize that no one's paying you to do it and it's probably going to cost you more than the time you put into it, <laughs> you're, you're never going to be happy with your show and, and you're just going to, you're going to give up before you even start. So I would say, yeah, true enough. keep it light, keep it fun without it trying to be a comedy show. Even if you're talking about yeast, you know, keep, keep it fun, you know, the, you know, like, and I go back to the futures in biotech episode where these guys were talking about trim 21s and other stuff. Even though they were talking about something unbelievably serious and it was like a PhD discussion going there, they these guys knew what they were talking about and they knew each other to a certain degree and it was kind of fun because they were bouncing stuff off of, off of each other and actually you know there were some jokes going on there as well, which is actually can make it interesting even for somebody who is nothing about genomics. And especially there's there's one thing that we can we can honestly say is that the types of subjects that we delve into are not set. Because we'll start with, uh, I don't know, a new I whatever came out this week, okay? We start with that. We're going to bang it out for about 20 minutes. Then if we're lucky. all of a sudden, yeah, if we're lucky. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we're going to go out towards comic books. And then what we saw the, mo- the theater uh, last week and what somebody did because of something. And then the car that just crashed in the street. And, you know, we're just bouncing all over the place. But we keep it within a certain parameter where we know at one point, okay, guys, it's time to move on. So we segue into something else and we just keep it in a, I mean, we can call this a technology hub because we'll talk about anything that's connected to some degree with some type of technology. I, I, that's always been our, it's, our thing. It's been our thing, but we've, we've been broadening out to geekery in general. 
I think in general, it's, it's yeah. been and and I think it's uh, I think I think it's again and I said drinking game for Andre tonight. Um, when when we had our show with Andre, it was it, he and he coined it. It was a geek out. We were just geeking out. You know, it was just like we're talking about photography. We're talking about some stuff. We're talking about travel. Zombies. We're talking about talk about zombies. You know, like how many people do you know talk about travel and then mention that you know you need to take Viagra to to, to thin out your blood if you go up too high. You know, there's <laughs> not too many people who know that kind of science, right? So it's 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 really interesting. Um, uh, you know, and it, it, it it's because it's the guys who are talking about it have certain interests, and you know, for us, it's 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 loosely been te- technology. We call it our clearly Canadian technology dadcast, but it, it it's you know, it's a geek out. It's a geek. Out. It's a geek out. We have fun. In the end, in the end, yeah. And Geekery's been paying the bills since 1995. I can't complain. <laughs> So uh, you know, and 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 summing it all up, I mean, because uh, we've we've we're going on uh, quite a bit about about it here, and and you know, if you're going to do a podcast, try to get some clean audio, try to get something nice and and clean, and and without having to to to, to lock yourself into your your wine cellar, um, do it with a friend. Although that could be a good idea. <laughs> it's not bad, but you never get out of it. Knowing could, me, could I, my wine cellar has <laughs> been empty ever since the day I built it because I can't keep a bottle in there long enough. Uh, <laughs> the problem is, is you keep a corkscrew next to your wine cellar. <laughs> yeah, that is. A I, I have a Swiss Army knife. I am never without a corkscrew. <laughs> so, uh, and 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 uh, you know, put some effort in it. Get some show notes. Get get your content ready. Do it with friends. You know, spend as long as you need to 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 edit it up till you feel happy. But don't go crazy. Don't feel like you have to produce something that will be used uh, to 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 uh, to prelude uh, the next Lord of the Rings uh, movie. You know, do something that 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 you know you think about it as you're making a mixtape for your buddies. You know, when you were a kid or something like that. Just put something together that you'd you'd be quite happy having your friends listen to. When you get to the point where you're happy having somebody else listen to it. Get get one of your good friends to listen to it. Listen to it a few times over. Listen to it in the car on the way back, and then basically, you know, release it. Put it on your put it on your website once. If you don't have a website, there's some really really cheap options. Get a blog. There's some really cheap options for blogs. Is WordPress.com will actually let you do it. Uh, there's uh, Squarespace. There's all these different options you can have, and then basically get that out the door, and then ask for feedback. And then and send an email, and this is what we did. We sent an email to every single person we know, and we said, this is our show. What do you guys think? Four people will reply to you. And, I said, and we got a few replies. Yeah, four people will reply to you and tell you they loved it, and everybody else will say something when they meet you. But one day, you're going to be uh, having a, a barbecue for your, your kids, and there's going to be parents everywhere, and somebody's going to point to your shed and say, is that where you record the, the show? Really? Is that really where you record the show? <laughs> and you'll you'll realize that somebody you didn't even know was listening to the show listens to the show. And that will make your day for at least a good three or four months. And you'll want to do some more. And that's when it gets fun. Right. It's not when you yeah. it's, it's not when you get the Google juice coming in and and you get the uh and you get the uh, you know the the, the twenty five cent checks. Uh, <laughs> it's when somebody somebody you didn't somebody actually comes up to you and says it was fun. I yeah, enjoyed thanks. your show. Thanks. Now that's 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 fun. Thanks. And then and then you know after a little while as well you'll be doing your show and then somebody you'll be you'll be on Twitter and somebody will will will, will hound you to be on the show. And then you're like really? <laughs> you're like after a few really replies you'll go okay come on on and then you end up having a couple guests on the show and it. And that just changes everything, right? So 
we we took it slow. We we stayed with the dads for a while, and now we're, we're having guests on the show. And we hope to continue to have guests on the show, and we hope to continue to do live shows. And this is something completely new to us because we're all audio guys. You know, we're we've got faces for radio, as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that joke is so old. I didn't even want to use it. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, you just did, didn't you? <laughs> I just did. Anyways, coming from the ex radio guy. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, like, yeah, really. I, I know I've got the the face for radio, so I, I don't mind. But uh, <laughs> but the video thing is kind of fun because it's it's streaming, it's live, it's different, and we're kind of playing around with it, and and we'll see what we can do. We will. We want to do some more shows, and and it's also great to 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 do like a live gig in in a restaurant so we, we went to mesa 14 luckily enough we just happened to know the owners um and and you know they let us use the upstairs of their restaurant when it was quiet and we recorded a show with andre and and it, we had we had have a lot of fun we managed to salvage the audio after i made that mistake and you should remember that that anytime you change something on your show <laughs> there's a very high percentage that you're going to really really screw it up <laughs> So back it up. It wasn't that bad. You gotta, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. You know, but it basically, we, yeah, it was. Look, it was the first time we exactly. tried it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And now we know. Now we know what to do. We to, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's just that you know, we we basically had to salvage the audio off of off off of the video feed, and it could have been disastrous, right? Because I recorded an hour and a half of dead air on onto the computer. <laughs> So you're going to make mistakes like that, and uh, and if you don't want to make mistakes like that, you're going to be doing a lot of dry runs, uh, which it doesn't doesn't always sound good. One thing I can remember from our early shows is that we were having so much fun. We would record two three hours of audio, and we had a lot of stuff to sort through. And if I could, <laughs> if I if I could recommend anything to somebody starting out, other than clean audio, is Try to keep a magic finish line somewhere in the back of your head that say you want to go half hour, one hour, 45 yeah. minutes, and, and give yourself a plus or minus on there somewhere. But if you guys are killing it and having a good time or whatever, just figure a natural break. Then say, okay, guys, that'll be our first one. Let's keep going. I like the energy and, and just keep recording. But otherwise, you'll end up with this giant lump of audio, and it's impossible that might be to sort hard through. to cut up. Yeah, because because yeah. it could be one story bleeding into another story, bleeding into another story, bleeding into another story. And we were actually really, really lucky when uh, we did our dad casts with um, Pierre Luc Petitclerc because at one point we all had to pee uh, <laughs> and get more beer, and that was pretty much the uh, okay. <laughs> let's okay, take, that's our show. Let's Thank take a you. break and let's come back. <laughs> And we did. We did another hour and a half, or and it was uh, it was. We thought we had fun. Uh, we got we still getting a lot of downloads on it. So obviously somebody else thought it was fun too. Somebody else, yeah. Um, so, but you know, you think of that too. You know, there there is a when you read the voice book, you'll you'll suddenly realize. And if you read the voice book after you've produced a few shows, you realize that everything you do when you're podcasting is wrong. <laughs> so it'll tell you never to drink alcohol, uh, never to uh, come to a show unprepared, uh, never just go fly with the seat of your pants. Um, you know Gee, that that doesn't sound like. And us it just basically, you know what you 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 kind of have to like read into those books about how to do stuff with a kind of like a little bit of. Um, What's the word I'm trying to use here? A boulder of salt. <laughs> boulder of salt. <laughs> And just just go with what you're happy with, you know. There's this too you can read too much about stuff, and you can listen to, to guys like us carp on about it for too long as well. So 
It's up to you guys. Well, I mean, I mean, look, it, it's podcasting. It's not radio, and it's it's meant to sound raw. No one's gonna. It's no one's gonna to see sound, you unless you go out yeah, and call and, them Nazis or something. But I mean, like, right. like no and one's that, gonna that, pull you, you know, off the air. And we have an unwritten rule about Goodwin's law, anyways, that we will, you know, stay clear of it. But um, and and if anybody wants to know what Goodwin's law is, I guess they could, you know, wiki it late. But we'll put it in the show. Put it in the show notes. But but it is meant to sound a little underproduced, a little raw, a little not radio. And if we try to get it to sound like radio, then it it won't feel as dynamic or as as open as we have it now. And I remember actually hearing once Leo saying the trick to good radio is sounding better than your guests. And, and, you know, and I never liked the idea of not everybody sounding, um, like have a few people or one person not sound as good as you, you know, I, I didn't want that, that, you know, uh, correspondent from, um, you know, the middle of the Sahara, you know, calling in by satellite phone. Exactly. Fact. And and you're all like, in a world where <laughs> and and and, and it, it sounds like well why is that guy sounding so crummy? Meanwhile, you know the with everybody sort of sounds the same. You feel like you're sitting at the at the pub with them. You feel like they're next to you when you're just listening. And it's not like why are my ears hurting when that one person talks? Yeah, I mean, and we and, we, we, we kind of solved that problem by getting Eric a good mic. But that was that was it. You know, like Eric was, and we but we made fun of that. I mean, it was it became part of our show as well. Is that Eric had a bad headset, and eventually we got him into a good mic, and 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 everything's is is great now. But yeah, it's exactly one thing we didn't want to do either. And podcasting is not radio. This is not, you know, you're not producing something. You don't have to run out jingles. You don't have to do liners. You don't have to like stop on the hour. You don't have to, you don't, you, you know, you don't, you don't, you can crash all the freaking lyrics of every song you want to. You can talk all over the lyrics because most of the songs you're going to play, you're not allowed to play with to begin with. So you might as well do something to screw them up so somebody doesn't want to sue you. But <laughs> unless you're playing podcast safe music, which there is a lot of, but it's not always great to listen to, you you basically have to do something completely different. Now, you'll listen to us. We never, ever do music on this show, right? Uh, and occasionally we'll talk about a Top Gear clip, but we'll never play it entirely. So we stay within the realms of, of you know, not getting into trouble that way. Fair use. But yeah, it's all fair use. But at the same time, it doesn't, it's not part of our show. We're not, we're not, uh, we're not doing uh, a rundown of what happened in something you know this we it, we're not doing the this weekend you know we were doing and without disrespect to leo because his show this week in tech is actually nothing like this week in tech because it's like two hours of rat holding which is actually more interesting than the tech it's talking about but um and that is a compliment because if you want to listen to a show even though he's not actually talking about anything technological it's because the people talking are super interesting mac break weekly there's not much that to talk about in Macs. they produce good computers they have iphones every once in a while there's a little bit of a controversy most of the time it's andy nako playing a ukulele uh riffing off of merlin man and occasionally another star wars story from alex Lindsay. so <laughs> i sum that up pretty well there steve <laughs> you know what i can cancel my subscription now um <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got it covered, <laughs> but basically, you know, but it's fun, and every single time you 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 cue in and you listen in, it's you know you're going to be entertained, and that's kind of what you have to do when you're producing a, a podcast is not to try to do this. You don't have to top your show with with the out with the news on the hour. You don't have to respect some stupid guideline that was put together by an advertiser unless you have that. You're lucky enough to have advertisers, and then you know that's a whole other ball game. But if you have advertisers, you're not you probably don't want to be listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, we do have to stop every seven minutes to put an ad in. But other than that, <laughs> uh, you know, we, we're pretty free form. You know, we're not constrained. That's exactly what you want to avoid as much as possible. You know, it's like somebody's in right in the middle of having a good old rant about Bell and you want to talk about, you know, and now let me tell you about something happening at. No, just, you know, what, let the guys roll with it and, and do what you want to do. So that and that's it. I mean, uh, I, I think we covered pretty much the topic of of podcasting one hundred and one as much as we possibly could. There, um, we I, I was going to go into a whole thing about video, but uh, we're so new at it, we don't we don't really know what we're doing to begin with. So I would make Maybe one suggestion: going. make make sure you can get the camcorder going before you go to the show, and also try to get some lights. Uh, you can do yes. a podcast in the dark, but you can't always do a video cast in the dark <laughs> unless you're doing some Paris Hilton thing. But uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about. what we're talking about. So, uh, uh, what, huh? Who saw something? What, huh? What? <laughs> so that's it, really. So uh, that we're 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 working on the on on the video streams, and uh, and and we'll get there one day if if we if we keep you know. If we keep doing them, so we'd love to. We 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 really really enjoyed our time at Mesa 14, and uh, and we'd love to do that again. If if ever we just do an audio stream, you know whatever, and then that's great. My um, some of my fondest moments of uh, uh, of of live gigs when I was doing radio was was not the on air stuff, but basically just just riffing off in front of, of people who came to see us. You know, like I always was surprised when we do. Um, something at a restaurant or something at a at a bar or whatever, and like 200 people would show up. I'd be freaked out. Why are these people coming to see a bunch of you know D-list celebrities from a radio station morning show? Um, but they they apparently got let in on our secret, which was that we were we were just goofing off. So <laughs> they wanted to come goof off with us, and those are the most fun the most fun stuff. So make your podcast sound like that goofing off part, and we'll do the serious stuff and we'll get good ratings. Nah, no. We won't. <laughs> so, so we're back to um, um, Hamlet again. I <laughs> see. We arced it perfectly. Nice. And on that note, <laughs> I'm trying to find. I'm scrambling for a Hamlet quote, which will fit. <laughs> Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him, Horatio. Oh, no. Ben, you do surprise me. See, I was going to say something smells uh, fishy in the land of Denmark. Denmark. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> how's that? Uh, what was that quote where he something says something smells foul in the land of Denmark? I think I might have gotten a foul or a fishy wrong, but no, it a wouldn't fishy. be fishy. <laughs> I think it was fishy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Shakespeare. Did you like? I'm did you like? Sure. Did you like I'm the way I'm sure the my... bard never wrote fishy. I'm pretty sure he I wrote probably fishy. Probably can't even fit it in iambic pentameter. <laughs> did you like the way I I I uh, I, I um, finished off that quote there, uh, Ben? Yeah, I like that. <laughs> did you see that, Steve? No, I can't. I so basically, I, you know, is, yeah. I, 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 he wrote as, this nice eulogy to 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 Leslie Nielsen, and I wrote at the end, uh, Ben, my old friend, you've done him uh, a real honor, and now I have to go see Forbidden Planet again. I'd completely forgotten about it. I actually completely forgotten he was in it. So basically, I said, you know, I quoted Shakespeare and wrote, "Now cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince, and flights of angels sing thee to thy rest." A guy with a wobbly poking stick and a small pig. <laughs> <laughs> Shakespeare, <laughs> Hamlet. <laughs> So, anyways, that was my uh, that was your my, yeah my little funny, <laughs> which is never that funny to begin with. It's always funnier to me when I'm writing them. It seems to be that way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and the quote is: "There is something rotten in the state of Denmark." Rotten, you see? Uh, rotten. Okay, see, it's not even foul. All right, 
in the state of that's Denmark. That's And I even I that's I said that's where uh, and I wrote land Ferris of Denmark. Island. <laughs> we keep talking over each other. That's What's crazy. that? One at a time, huh? people. One at a time. <laughs> no, you uh, something uh, foul is fair is foul and foul is fair. I think that's from uh, King Lear or Macbeth. So now you're just showing off because you got the quote right in front of you. <laughs> no, I did an English lit. For the first couple of years, uh, first year at school before switching to comp sci. So I, I had to. I that's had my to, dark secret. I had to study Shakespeare in French, um, in high school, sucked. which is kind of funny. And then uh, I, um, I think in in grade eleven, they they actually discovered that people in my school could actually speak English, and we had a real English teacher. And then we read, um, we read Romeo and Juliet. A bunch of, a bunch of. I went to an all boys school. It's a bunch of sixteen-year-old, overhormonal men reading Romeo and Juliet. It was rather funny, but it was the that was the only book that was the only Shakespeare book I ever read in English. Hmm. Kind of weird. And then I went back and read a few of them afterwards. But and then I saw. I think I saw I saw a lot of plays in English, but I, I always read them in French for some reason. I think I read all the plays. Oh yeah, yeah. So then, when you know in that 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 scene in Star Trek where he. Um, um, I can't remember who it is, but he says, "Ah, oh, you haven't experienced Macbeth until you've heard it into its original uh, Klingon dialect." And the guy's like, "What the <laughs> hell?" <laughs> what? No, I... <laughs> anyway, it's quite funny. I, I laugh because it was like, "Yeah, that sounded like my school." <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know, when 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 they did those plays, they had men playing the women, right? Which so is like an all boys school for Romeo and Juliet is kind of. The way it was done. Well, we that, and and we didn't do we didn't do the plays of it. We just read it, but we did Molière, and Molière was mm-hmm. the same thing, right? So Molière, Molière is is basically uh, Fr- Francis Bard, um, and it's always you know French is referred to as the language of Molière. Um, I don't know how he inherited the whole language all of a sudden, but anyways, you don't call it Shakespeare's language, do you? Do you call it Shakespeare's uh, language? No. No, exactly. No. You call the Yank stupid uh, 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 language. Uh, no, but I mean, what I was trying to say is that we did do a Malaya thing, and actually, um, it was a it was kind of a coming out <laughs> for some of the guys in our school who suddenly were able to play women. <laughs> <laughs> but did you ever see that? Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Black Adder Christmas special where he travels through time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so basically he travels back through time to, to get all these uh, things that he figures he can sell for money later. And so he goes back to ancient Rome where they're building Hadrian's Wall. And it's only about two feet tall and the Scots are charging. And he basically grabs a, a Roman helmet and then jumps back into his time machine or whatever. Well, he goes back to uh, ancient England uh, and uh, old England and he basically bumps into Shakespeare. So he gets him to, like I guess, autograph one of his books. And then he says, oh, thank you very much. And then he punches him in the gut and he says that's for uh, that's from every boy and girl in England for the next like 300 years or whatever <laughs> yeah very good actually Bad. No, that's a good idea <laughs> I, I like that uh, and Rowan Axon is fantastic in Blackadder and so is so is Hugh Laurie actually um, who plays uh, who always plays the dumb captain or the rich prince or whatever and he always plays the same no matter in which Blackadder series it is he always plays the same stupid character like you know the same kind of Ponzi, eh? yeah, yeah, and then, except in one of them where he actually played, um, his character was actually quite intelligent, but for all the wrong reasons, <laughs> and he still still ended up becoming the jerk of the show. So that was what was rather, actually rather funny about the. Wasn't that the World War One? Yeah, the one in the trenches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good, good. I like that a lot actually. So I, you know what, you know we're really much going into absolute uh, nonsense. Um, 
and and talking about Black Adder. So obviously we've, we've detracted from podcasting altogether, and we'll leave that for tomorrow's show, which is actually going to be with a regular gang of dads. Um, Steph and Eric will be joining us, and we'll be talking pretty much bollocks again. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so on that note, I'd like to thank uh, I'd like to thank Ben and Steve for uh, for this little podcast one hundred and one. This and and hey, uh, you're very welcome. And taking a few yeah, ho- a few minutes to remember Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, I hope it helped some Absolutely. people out there and got some people to think about Mr. Nielsen and have a fond memory. Exactly. And if you want exactly. if you want to hear us do this kind of talk again and maybe do a slideshow of the different rigs we've had and some of the different rigs we've seen, um, put it in the comments. And you know what? Uh, we'll volunteer it as a talk to next year's podcast. If you want to go to next year's podcast, and then we'll we'll take it from there. I mean, we've 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 thrown the offer out a few times, and uh, and it's we don't know you know how it's going or not. But every time I do seem to speak to another podcaster, there's a, they're always incredibly interested about how we do something. Well, maybe this is a start. Yeah. So let's uh, let's uh, if you have any questions, just pop it in the show, pop it in the comments, and uh, catch me on Twitter. Uh, if I'm following you, DM me. Uh, it's up to you. And we'll take Oops. it from there. So I'm Franz Portier. Thank you to Ben, uh, ben Not Kenobi and Steve McGurn. You're welcome. We'll see you all tomorrow night. Got see it. you guys. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. And happy podcast, Canada Day. Bye.